Welcome to the Proper Lookout Podcast. In this series, our CTP experts will discuss a range of topics, sharing their thoughts on an industry trend or an intriguing legal issue, explaining the intricacies of an important case, and hopefully imparting some of the knowledge that they have gained. Hi there, listeners. This is Peter Hunt. I am returning to the Proper Lookout podcast after just a little bit of a hiatus in recent months. But I return today to discuss a very interesting topic facing CTP and workers' compensation practitioners since the advent of the Personal Injury Commission in March 2021. The discussion point around the traps has been that Division 3.2 of the Personal Injury Commission Act 2020 provides that the Commission does not have jurisdiction to determine disputes involving an exercise of federal jurisdiction. So the street buzz in the circles in which I move has been, what is federal jurisdiction? What does it cover? And effectively, what kind of disputes are excluded from the Commission's jurisdiction? Well, I have some exciting news on that point. The District Court handed down a decision on 5 November 2001 in the matter of Ritchie versus Normal Defendant, which examined one aspect of what is federal jurisdiction. You'll find a link to our case note on the decision on our website. But I'll discuss in today's podcast the uh, reasoning given by the court in Ritchie. And in the next podcast episode, I'll discuss the implications. So let's start at the beginning. The claimant in Ritchie was a Queensland resident. He was injured in a motor accident in New South Wales whilst in this state temporarily for work. And he was injured by an unidentified vehicle, so his claim was brought against the normal defendant. As the claim progressed, a dispute arose between the claimant and the normal defendant regarding whether the claimant only sustained minor injuries. So the issue was whether the resolution of that dispute involved an exercise of federal jurisdiction. Now, going back a step, federal jurisdiction is essentially defined in Section 75 and 76 of the Commonwealth Constitution. But for our purposes, we only need to look at subclause Roman numeral 4 of Section 75, which essentially provides that there will be an exercise of, of federal jurisdiction where the dispute is between, quote, states or between residents of different states or between a state and a resident of another state. In Ritchie, two things were clear. Firstly, the claimant, Mr. Ritchie, was a resident of another state, namely Queensland. Secondly, pursuant to Section 2.27 of Maya, the nominal defendant is Syrah. What was in dispute is whether Syrah is part of the state of New South Wales or not. If Syrah was part of the state of New South Wales, then the dispute was between a resident of one state and the state of New South Wales, which involved a, an exercise of federal jurisdiction, in which case the Commission had no jurisdiction. If, however, Syrah was not the state, then there was no exercise of federal jurisdiction and the Commission had jurisdiction to determine the minor injury dispute between the parties. Now, not being an, an expert by any means on constitutional law, I must say this is a very interesting 
exercise for me personally. The submissions on both sides were both instructive and entertaining on the issue of whether Syria was part of the state of New South Wales or not. But essentially, the claimant argued in very general terms that Syria was the state because it performs governmental functions of regulating the CTP and other statutory insurance schemes in the state of New South Wales. The claimant argued that if it um, you know, looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, then it's probably a duck. The uh, defendant, however, the normal defendant, argued in response that CIRA is not the state because it is not subject to the direction or control of the minister and is a fully self-funded entity. In other words, you might think it looks like a duck, but it is not, in fact, a duck. So this central question of whether CIRA is part of the state of New South Wales proceeded to hearing before Her Honour District Court Judge Susan Gibb, and Her Honour delivered judgment on 5 November 2021. Her Honour concluded that CIRA was the state for the purpose of Section 75, subsection Roman numeral 4 of the Constitution. As such, the PIC did not have jurisdiction to assess the minor injury dispute between the parties or indeed any other dispute arising in the claim. I commend the entire judgment to you to read or our case note, but essentially Hirana made four points. Firstly, with regard to what the test is, Hirana said there is no definitive test of assessing whether CIRA or any other entity is part of the state of New South Wales. It's essentially an impressionistic exercise based on the functions of the body. Hirana looked at the funding arrangements of CIRA and said that the fact that CIRA neither draws from nor contributes to consolidated revenue does not mean that CIRA is not part of the state. The creation of a user pays system to fund the scheme removes a burden from consolidated revenue but does not change the character of the governmental function of CIRA. It merely shifts a cost burden from all taxpayers to a nominated subset of taxpayers. On the issue of ministerial control, Hirana said the extent of the minister's control over CIRA is not determinative of whether CIRA is a part of the state. Other government agencies such as ICAC and the DPP are, for example, not subject to close ministerial control. Finally, Hirana looked at the objects of CIRA as set out in the State Insurance and Care Governance Act 2015 and said, quote, quintessentially executive slash governmental in their nature, directed to the implementation of legislative schemes regulating employment, road usage, and residential building. In the 21st century, these are matters at the heart of the executive governmental role created and managed through complex governmental schemes. On page 21 of the judgment, Hirana summarised her thinking as follows, quote, Despite the user pay structure applied to the collection and management of the compulsory contributions under the statutory scheme, the structure, function and ownership and management of the State Insurance Regulatory Authority and the purpose it is required to pursue reveal its integral relationship with the State of New South Wales. Putting aside that a compulsory contribution is a tax by another name, albeit one focused specifically, 
the State Insurance Regulatory Authority is effectively wholly owned and controlled by the State of New South Wales and set upon functions exclusively governmental in nature and in a large part regulatory. End quote. So with those words, Her Honour found that CIRA was part of the State of New South Wales. As such, the dispute was between the resident of one state, Queensland, and the state of New South Wales um, within the meaning of Section 75, subsection 4 of the Constitution. For that reason, there was an exercise of federal jurisdiction, which meant that the Commission had no jurisdiction to assess the dispute between the parties. Having made that finding, Her Honour made various orders or a series of orders to remit the matter to the Commission to assess the minor injury dispute and issue a certificate, including any review rights arising from that certificate. However, the parties were required to file a motion in the District Court so that the Court could either adopt, vary or reject the Commission's findings. So in other words, the Commission's certificate would not be lawfully binding until adopted by the court. In other words, it's much like the court referring a dispute to the commission in the same way that a court refers building disputes to a neutral referee. The ultimate jurisdiction remains with the court. And as I said, the certificate has no lawful effect until the court adopts the certificate. So folks, um, I've described in this episode of the podcast the court's reasoning in the matter of Ritchie. In the next episode, which we publish shortly, I'll do my best to describe the implications directly flowing from this decision and the scope of federal jurisdiction generally. Until then, I welcome any questions you may have, and I thank you very much for listening. Cheerio. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Proper Lookout podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. 